Jason, I want to ask you, is Cassie Lang existing? Just existing. The reason why so many people think that Scott Lang is the best Ant-Man? Wait, so you're just, you, you, the question you're asking me here is, is, do I think Scott Lang is the best Ant-Man just because he has a child? Yeah. No. <laughs> Not at all. One, I'm going to say this. I don't think Scott Lang is the best Ant-Man. I'm throwing that out right Ooh. now. I think it's Hank Pym, who is Ooh. the original Ant-Man uh, and the most antiest of men, uh, but I firm as John. People only like, look, let's be honest here. And I'm sorry, throwing a curveball at me the first minute of the podcast, <laughs> but let's go for it. We're starting hot. Yeah. Um, people only like Scott Lang as Ant-Man because of the movies. Let's just put that out there. That's why. Well, I liked Scott Lang before the movies. Well, and in my opinion, the thing that makes him the most interesting is that he's a father. Is cool. Cassie Lang existing? Uh, which is a thing that didn't really exist until like 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that's yeah, very yeah. interesting. You're very recent, Scott Lang. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Well, with that, I think it's time to talk about Cassie Lang's stature on Geek History Lesson. So hello and welcome to Geek History Lesson. I'm Ashley Victoria Robinson. And I am Jason, not concerned about your feelings of Scott Lang in them. <laughs> welcome to your mind university. This is Geek History Lesson. This is the podcast where we break down one character, one construct, one team, usually from comic books, sometimes pop culture history to tell you everything you need to know about them in a little bit less than an hour. And today we are still... In the throes of Antman and Zawasp, uh, Quantumania. We're in a Quantumania. Is that a lot Varian accent? Mania. No, we're just we're deep into Quantumania. Whatever the hell that means. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. have it in this podcast. We can't get rid of it. We took multiple shots, and the doctor says it won't go away. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're talking about Cassie Lang. It is. Do you want to know if we have any TAs for this episode? Or you could introduce them. Sure. Yeah, we only have one. Shame on you. Uh, and that is Geeks with Shields podcast. They requested Cassie Lang. So thank you, Geeks with Shields, for asking about uh one of my favorite members of the Young Avengers. Mm -hmm. Alrighty, so let us roll right into the Ten Cent origin, Jason. Uh, why don't you tell us what? What that is. Tencent Origin was where Ashley is going to give you the basic who's it's and what's it's of who is Cassie Lang. Yes, Cassandra Eleanor Cassie Lang, a.k.a. Stature, a.k.a. Stinger, a.k.a. Ant Girl, a.k.a. Giant Girl, <laughs> is a Marvel Comics superhero. She is a human mutate, so she's not a mutant. It means that she was born human and mutated later, versus like the X-Men characters are born mutants with the X genes. That's so. super clear. Yep, I just wanted to clarify that. Uh, she is famously Scott Lang's daughter, in case the discussion right at the top threw you a little bit. Who is the second Ant-Man? Who is the second Ant-Man? and the one uh, played by Paul Rudd in the MCU. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The best damn man. Her first appearance is in Marvel premiere number 47 from January of 1979. So she appears as a little baby. And uh, uh, she is created by David Michelini and John Byrne. Mm. And her team affiliations include the Initiative, the Young Avengers, the Mighty Avengers, and the Champions. Her abilities in include self-size manipulation. Marvel, I'm going to say that's a very confusing description of all the descriptions you've ever offered us for would, how somebody's powers work. I would have said her suit, her powers are got a suit from my daddy. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, yes. And we're talk about a Nepo baby. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it literally killed her. So I don't know what yep. the I don't know what benefit yep. she's really uh, had. A supo baby, as they would say. <laughs> she has been portrayed in live action by uh, Abby Ryder Forston, Emma Furman, and now Catherine Newton uh, mm -hmm. throughout the MCU. We've seen her at three different ages. Um, and she is, like I said, one of my favorite members of the Young Avengers and a superhero that I really, really enjoy learning more about and a superhero that I think everybody else should enjoy about. It's actually one that you can help bring to life, and that is Captain Terrific. Jason, 
What's going on with Captain Terrific and Super Best Friend? Well, Captain Terrific is the lead superhero of my series, Super Best Friend. And we are entering the final week. If you are listening Woo! to this podcast, um, there you only have a few more days to come over to superbestfriendcomic.com and support my three-issue miniseries. All three issues are available. Over 136 pages of good Shazam-like wonder mixed with bright superheroics. Um, this is a story of a live streamer sidekick who accidentally revealed the secret identity of his best friend and superhero. And so he has to enter the world of supervillains and dangerous volcanoes and villain layers to repair his friendship with his best friend. It's a fun look at social media, superhero fandom, and basically working with your best friend. There's lots of little bonuses, lots of little extra stuff over there that you can get. Uh, Phil Hester cover. You can get a Zoom call with me. All kinds of good things. You only have a few days left. And at this point, if I haven't convinced you, then nothing will. And uh, you're a sourpuss. So there you go. go. Superbestfriendcomic.com. I'm calling (laughs) you out. Come on over if you're not a sourpuss. There you go. All right, let's roll right on into the meet cute. What is that? Meet cute is where we're going to tell where we first meted and cuted these characters. Ashley. Yes. I've told this story a bunch of times on the podcast, including in the last episode. Uh, Jason uh, gave me access to his copies of the New Avengers and the Young Avengers. Cassie is really prominently featured there. And I, uh, you know, there's not a lot of ladies on the Young Avengers, um, but she's really great. So I've always loved stature I've, since I knew she existed. I've always thought she was very, very cool. Hyped to teach this lesson today. So Jason, where did you first meet Cassie Lang? It's not interesting really at any point. It's Young Avengers. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think for a lot of people, like yeah. I said, she... I didn't she, know she existed before that comic book You know, neither did I until yeah. I was doing research for this episode. Yeah. Um, you pretty much nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we get into that? Why don't we get into like how Cassie was in 1979, what was going on with her, and we'll hit up the History 101. Yeah, let's do it. What's that? It's basically where you're going to tell us about Cassie Lang. It's not, it doesn't mean, need me much explanation there. Great. <laughs> uh, so Cassie was originally conceived of and introduced by John Byrne as the sick daughter of the second Ant-Man, Scott Lang, and she was introduced in 1979. She was not named. She was merely a sick daughter who's kind of seen in a single panel. Uh, okay. But was it, and if you don't know this, just like life-threatening or just like kind of like uh, generally sick? I'm not going to pretend like I read this issue. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I don't think it's necessary. I will tell you later in her continuity, we establish what it is, and I'm going to tell you in two bullet points. Oh, so they do tell you. They do tell you, Okay, yes. well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so we will learn the answer. We will learn. Okay. But I, I did not read this original issue, so I don't know if he's just like, I have Look, a sick daughter. That's why I'm a thief. Sometimes, friends... It's really hard to track down some of these. You cannot singular, find this issue, yeah, yeah. especially if it's, it hasn't been reprinted. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, yeah. So it was not again until two thousand and six that we got more Cassie Lang and we introduced her identity as Stature. That's longer than some people here have been alive. It's a very long time. It's longer than all people here on this podcast have been alive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Cassie had a congenital heart condition. Oh, so that's pretty light. That's pretty serious. Uh, it can be. So I did some quick Googling. Oh, okay. And uh, congenital heart conditions can range anywhere from being pretty. They are fairly common. Yeah. Um, they can be pretty manageable to they can be really complicated. Well, let's say for drama's sake that it was probably pretty serious if it was introduced into, you know, the dramedy of a superhero universe. Yes. I'm going to imagine it was pretty serious. And this is used as the catalyst for her father, Scott Lang, to steal Hank Pym's Ant-Man suit and Pym particles to rescue the only doctor who is capable of curing his daughter's condition. And who is this doctor? Do we know? 
A doctor. Oh, okay. Because usually, like when the comic book series do that, they they usually like that's when you'll get like, oh, it's there's a famous Fantastic Four storyline where Reed Richards, the only one that can save uh, his second child is, is Dr. Octopus. No, it actually wasn't Valeria. Oh. It was the stillborn baby that's oh. in between. Uh, yes, yes. Miss Sue had a uh, miscarriage. Well, this doctor is like literally never shows up again. Uh, so well, I'm sure they have a name. I didn't I didn't know if we were going to be like, oh, it was Dr. Pym no, or it was no, Dr. No, no, Richards no, 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 or it was a famous cameo. Wink, wink. No, 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 no. So, it's definitely not. Right. Um, just in case anyone also hasn't listened to our Scott Lang episode, um, that is episode 74. It's pretty early in Geekish Realism And we just released that in a mega episode early in the feed. Yes, we did. So if you want that, there are two places that you can go and check that out. Mm -hmm. And the strain of Scott's criminality, because he does turn to criminality in order to get money pretty quickly, um, because the United States has a very interesting healthcare system, um, and having an ill daughter does lead to Scott getting divorced from his wife, Jason. Do you know the name of Cassie Lang's mother? No, I don't, actually. Her name is Peggy. Uh, okay, so Peggy Pym? No, no, no. She, no. no. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I got them mixed up. <laughs> there's too many Ant-Men. Um, yeah, there's three. Yeah, actually four now. Um, too many. Yeah, what's 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 his name again? Scott Lang. Lang. I don't like Cassie this character. I'm just full, I'm full out there. I do not like Scott Lang. So so Peggy Lang is her name. Yes, Peggy Lang okay. is is her. There's a lot um, of Peggy's girlfriends here. Yes, married name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, although once her parents do get divorced, Cassie is primarily raised by her father because he's the superhero. It's <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise That's we wouldn't see her in the stories. That's not how most custody agreements shake out. Um, but but because because comics, she is primarily raised by Scott. Yeah. Um, Jason, I want to ask you. Sure. Since you love Scott Lang so much. I don't love him at all. Um, is he one of the only single fathers in comic books besides Batman? Uh, you know, that's that's a fair people don't think that Batman. Yeah. Batman officially adopted Dick Grayson and Tim Drake, yeah. so he is a single father. Yeah. Um and he also has well Oliver Queen is kind of a single father, but not by but his choice. The, but is he the primary caregiver? For for Mia, the second Speedy, he is. Yeah, but that's not really quite. I'm trying to think about anybody else. I just think that's really interesting. A single parent, um, single father, single father. I think you might. I think he might be one, one of, of the one few. of the. I'm, one I'm of the sure few. there's another couple, but I just wanted yeah. to point that out. You don't usually get single fathers with primary custody of their children. Well, you don't usually in superhero even get single parent them. In any way, yeah. like, I, like there's not many single mothers either. Yeah, just so, rocking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Scott goes on to become the second Ant Man. He turns his life around, but he's forced to keep his double life a secret from Cassie. But Cassie's a smart cookie, mm -hmm. and she figures it out, of course, because this is comic books. And because she loves and admires her father so much, she too. Begins to experiment with pin particles, except she begins to experiment on herself. I'm just going to I'm just going to throw this out there mm -hmm. right now. There are so many Marvel Comics characters mm -hmm. where how they became a superhero supervillain is because they found some chemical concoction and they said, hmm. What if I rubbed my body in this? Yeah, what if I drank this? Well, the Marvel ethos, right? And we've talked a and lot they about call this. It experimenting on themselves, but let's be honest. Yeah, they they were taking a goo and rubbing it on their body like sunscreen or drinking it like a liquid, right? But but Marvel is uh, timely. Comics came out of the Atomic Age, right? Yes. Where science is very trendy. Yep. So it's a lot of like yeah, science experiments mm -hmm. like. Uh, 
clearly the people who created this and these characters did not see the Don't You Put It In Your Mouth music video for my yeah, childhood. Yeah. Um, but Cassie does. So she's experimenting on herself with PIM particles. She is an actual child. Mm-hmm. Um and not only does she have a positive relationship with her father, which is really great, but she has is she a, a teenager age. By she's this a point? teenager. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But she has she's a, not a six year old eating these pen. Particles. No, okay. she's like 13, 12. All right. Sure. Um, she also has a positive relationship with a lot of his superhero colleagues. Oh, she knows them. Okay. So I wanted to ask you, Jason, mm-hmm. do you know which Avenger young Cassie calls uncle? Interesting. I don't know if I'm going to know the answer to this, but Would I you like but a, I will, I will a make hint. A, uh, sure. Uh, he's got a really dated 90s style goatee. What? <laughs> that it really doesn't narrow it down at all. Um, I mean, are you talking about Tony Stark? Tony Stark. What? She calls How him, does Tony she Stark? calls him Uncle Tony. What? I don't believe for one second that Tony Stark would give any damn about these kids. Look, so I actually did some research okay. on this because I was like, prove it. Yeah, like, exactly. where are these receipts? It's like it happens in like a single issue. Uh, like and, then, right. and then kind of gets revoked, um, which we're going to talk about in a little bit when uh, Steve and Tony are like, um, no young Avengers. Thank you so much. Yeah, basically. Uh, but there is like a storyline about Cassie's in, in her young age. And she calls him Uncle Tony because oh. he's always around. Wow. And, I I mean, I was expecting something like Beaster or Wonder Man. No, I was like truly shocked. Okay. Uh, yeah, that it was going to be like Tony Stark. And I'm like, in what universe? Yeah, basically, in what universe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Tony's not the kind of guy you let babysit your children. No. No. <laughs> he's, he's just, you, he's just not. And you like Tony Stark. I do, but you don't <laughs> let the womanizing alcoholic engineer yeah, yeah, yeah. who loves to play with nuclear weapons yeah. <laughs> babysit your child. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott eventually goes on to take a job as an engineer for the Fantastic Four. Yes, he does. Um, I just want to point this out in particular because um, during Matt Fraction's time on Fantastic Four, Scott Lang becomes a replacement member of the team. Mm-hmm. This is kind of how he gets into the good graces of the Fantastic Four. Earlier than that, in the 90s, mm-hmm. Scott Lang is a supporting character of the 90s Fantastic Four run. And he usually, most of the time, because during that time, I don't think he was Ant-Man. I think they they made Hank Pym Ant-Man yes, again. Yeah. So he is just this guy, because he has red hair in the comic books. He does, yeah. He is just this guy that would every, the first, I and I might have said this in the, in the Ant-Man episode, I believe my meet cute with Scott Lang is something like, um... I want to say like him popping up into an, mm-hmm. a, an issue of Fantastic Four, and he's just a dude with a leather jacket who like has a wrench and fixes stuff. Yeah, like That's they all they he does call in him that an engineer, but I would definitely yeah. say he's closer to a quote unquote fix it he's guy, a fix-it guy. He's a fix-it. than like an engineer who you think of he's, like solving scientific problems. He's kind of the fix it guy at the Baxter Building. Yes, which so that's actually how like he gets like in the good graces of the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like many children with working parents, Cassie's often brought to Four Freedoms Plaza, which is where they were based during the storyline. It's, uh, it's the same place as the Baxter Building. They just renamed it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and soon moves in there to mm-hmm. live with her father. Yeah. I mean, it is a skyscraper with 80 floors. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's, I'm sure they have an entire floor to themselves. Well, they also like, you know, at the, the Baxter building in the Four Freedoms Plaza is also like the TARDIS. It, it is infinitely bigger on the inside. Can you think about how cool it would be to live there? Like how many Herbies you would have for friends? Oh, man. Because the Herbies mop the floor. Yeah. Actually, the I Herbies al- actually do a lot of the I, heavy lifting. I actually also think it would be absolutely terrible because Dr. Doom is attacking that place every other week. Okay. So not during this time, because while she is living there, Cassie befriends 
friends, Christophe Renard. Do you know who Christophe Renard yes, is? Yes, Christophe Renard is basically the heir apparent and the son of Doctor Doom. Uh, technically Ward in, yes. in the way that well, like Dick Grayson is Bruce Wayne. Because, because Doom would never call him his son. Yes. He would uh, never deem. But Christoph, um, Christoph actually, funny fact, because uh, he's also a teenager as well. During yes, this, yes. This is also during the 90s. I didn't know Cassie was there. He basically dresses in Doctor Doom armor and goes on adventures with the Fantastic Four. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So. He's a great character. Um, he's also appeared on a bunch of Marvel teen super teams or like will be the bad guy yep. for one arc, stuff yep. like that. So Cassie and Christoph bond over being the only two children living at Four Freedoms Plaza at the time who are not <laughs> Sue, Franklin? Who are not, Franklin? who are not Sue and Reed's actual oh, children. Okay. <laughs> That's like Franklin's in this building. I know. Blair is not born no, yet. No, I know. But like they're the two that like yeah. aren't mm -hmm. Richard's is, is, sure. is, is, is. Sure. Um, and she develops feelings for Christoph as she helps him adjust to life in the real world because he'd only ever lived in Latveria inside a giant castle which is uh, not what like living in under, downtown New York under is like. a dictatorship exactly yes. um, I I want to I want to point this out Cassie this is kind of a trope for her she joins she a, a bad team picker. she has a bad picker no oh, okay. um, she joins a team she makes some new friends. She falls in. She inevitably falls in love with one of them. Mm. We're going to see this happen a few more times. The classic heartthrob teen trope. The classic. She's a female. So what else could we do with her? No matter how young and desexualized she is, but give her a romantic interest. Mm -hmm. uh, during the same storyline, Scott confesses to Cassie that he is in fact Ant-Man. And not just an engineer, um, which is like the best job in the Marvel Comics universe is like to be an engineer. Uh, and then Cassie, of course, has to immediately confess that she's known that he was Ant-Man for years or has been Ant-Man on and off for basically her entire childhood. She's like, I found the cape, Dad. And he's like, I don't wear a cape. And she's like, whoops. Yes. So as tends to happen in Fantastic Four stories, the Fantastic Four mysteriously go missing. Surprise. Uh, and Scott Lang has to get a new job because nobody's signing payroll inside the Baxter building. Apparently, Reed was doing that himself. I'm going to bet that this was during the Heroes Reborn period when they disappeared into that other universe. So, Jason, I want to ask you, uh -huh. where do Marvel comic superheroes go when they need a job? Heroes for Hire. That's right. Yep. <laughs> I was really hoping that you would get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Heroes for Hire at the time were working for a corporation called Oracle Oh, Inc. this is that 90s Heroes for yes, Hire it run. Is. This and they made this book because the fans look forward in the other. Yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. And the you, were 100, you were 100% yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this one. I like this one. Yeah. I'm so glad you got Heroes <laughs> for Hire. Uh, Cassie, meanwhile... Um, doesn't adapt super well to living outside of the Baxter building. She activates the super adaptoid and suffers from horrible visions from her future. Which is a bigger, uh, big Android guy. That was my question. I was like, yep. Jason, what is a super adaptoid? <laughs> I hate the super adaptoid. It's a big, it's a big uh, Android that's like white. It's naked, basically. And, yes. And it has a misshapen head. Yes, it does. As a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Marvel kind of pseudo cosmic villains who are like, Naked or almost naked and have giant heads or headdresses. Kirby-esque. That's very Kirby-esque. Yes, very, very fourth yeah. worldly. Mm -hmm. Cassie's vision wind up helping her and her father and the heroes for hire to defeat the masters of the world and save the earth from destruction. Was her vision that she would eventually join the Young Avengers and the Iron Land would be there? I want to tell you that none of these visions pay off outside of, of this storyline. Of course they don't. I, there is a couple that like I don't think are ever addressed at all. That's fair. Um. I don't know if there's a good way to adapt them. Maybe some clever writer will do that. Look, again. Marvel can hire me at any time. Writers, I'd be happy to. Writers coming in and out, in and out, in and out. A hundred percent. 
Uh, readers will often point out that this is the moment and this is the storyline from whence Cassie's superhero identity emerges because this is her first time doing something heroic, joint working with a team, etc. Okay. Um, right. I would say that that's a bit arbitrary. I think it's definitely Young Avengers. Yeah, and she, and I know we're going to eventually, I know this is getting a little bit ahead of us, yeah. but because you did the research, um, she doesn't appear until the second Young Avengers arc. Am I correct about that? That or am is I wrong? correct. Yeah, yes, she's, yeah, yeah. She's not in the original team. No, she's not. No, yeah. Neither of the girls are. That's Kate, right. Kate isn't it's either. It's all boys. It's all boys. Oh, come on, guys. Thanks, guys. I mean, at least they made two of them gay. That's fair. You know, we got we got that at least. All right, all right. Um, as a reaction to these events, Cassie's mother, Peggy, is like, you know what? I don't think this is safe. And she gains sole custody because Scott is seen as a danger and a negative influence. And to that Cassie's answer. Is correct. You think so? 100%. Uh, so, after being raised primarily by her father, Cassie grows to resent her mother for getting between their close relationship. Uh, I have to say, as a daddy's girl, I empathize, Cassie. I understand. She also extra resents Blake Burdick. Yes, Dick, like you think it is. Her new stepfather, who's also a police officer. And that's all I will say about that. For the next several years. Well, because he, when you th think about it from this way, though, right? Even this would have been the 90s, right? Yeah. So think about it this way. She views real heroes as superheroes. Yeah. So to her, a police officer is not a real hero. And actually, whoever wrote that storyline, that's a great choice. No, I'm not saying yeah. it's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, great choice. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think I it's, a, I think I it's wanted, a great shorthand to understand why this character is unlikable. I just wanted to come in and talk about the 90s perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, for the next several years, Cassie sneaks away from her mom and her stepfather to meet with Scott whenever she can. And drink some pimp particles. Glug, glug, glug. This is all stuff that you kind of get through stories and flashbacks. conjecture and flashbacks yeah. of Young Avengers. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Until the events of Avengers Disassembled happen. Dun, 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 dun. So, uh. Dun. Jason, for the sake of the characters that we're talking about, what is important about Avengers Disassembled? Well, you see, a lot of Avengers die. Yeah. They literally disassemble. Mm -hmm. They are taken apart atom by atom. Hawkeye especially. Yes. And the mansion is blown apart. Yep. And eventually you learn mm -hmm. that the whole thing was done by Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch. Yes. This is the storyline. Even though she'd been a kind of a villain when she's first introduced, yeah. she'd been a hero for years. The big important thing to know about Avengers Disassembled is that Wanda Maximoff becomes a villain for the really the first time, destroys the team, and kills a bunch of Avengers. And the Avengers just say... Yeah, we shouldn't have an Avengers team anymore. And they disband. And kills an Avenger named? Hawkeye. Scott Lang. Does he die in that storyline? He does. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay. That's why it's important to Cassie Lang. Oh, right. uh, Tell me, I, I knew Jack of Hearts died in that storyline. Uh, I knew Hawkeye died. Hawkeye yeah. is like the death they always talk about. In we're we're going to unspool this story and how complicated it is. And uh, is Scarlet Witch really Scarlet Witch? We'll see shortly. Well, it's not the Scarlet um, Witch. Uh, but, uh, but Scott Lang dies. Line. That's, yeah. that's, oh, I forgot that's about that. I forgot he died in this. Yeah. He does. He dies for like two years. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to put my conspiracy tin foil hat on that's shaped like a Chinese takeout uh, swan. Can we hear that crinkly? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I am ready to work as a foley artist. Can you tell she actually has tin foil? <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I graduated from UCB? Uh, <laughs> I think this is going to happen in the MCU. I think this is how when Paul Rudd's contract is up, I think this is what's going to happen. And I think this is why we're introducing Cassie. Mm -hmm. 
Interesting. That's my interesting tinfoil head. Again, also the time. (laughs) I know you all will be hearing this after Ant-Man and Quantumania comes out. But we are recording it. We're recording it before we have seen the movie. All of this is just conjecture conjecture and slander. But I would say from what I've heard about the ending of that movie, you might be. Well, you you might be close. You might be close. Yeah. Um, While grieving, Cassie withdraws from her mother. (sighs) While grieving? While grieving. I know. I know. If there's any time to not withdraw, it's while grieving. Don't withdraw while grieving. Uh, she withdraws from her mother and her stepfather no. and uh, the rest of the world. No, not the rest of the world. Which, which it's it might. Great, that's a really great place. It might shock you. Learns to confrontations between all three of them. Oh, of course it does. I know. And then mm-hmm. a really important thing happens. She drinks more pin particles. Uh, close. Look, 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 look. Cassie looks up at a TV screen <gasps> and she sees <gasps> the Runaways. Oh, inter- okay. So okay, and. I'm going to tell you more about that. We are. And why this is so important. What? You will? In just a sec. <gasps> Don't run away. All right. We are back. GHL, Cassie Lang, and the Runaways. Uh, one of my favorite team teams of all time. So Cassie looks up at the TV screen. She sees the Runaways. And, and not the Hulu series, the actual Runaways. Uh, a bit of both, okay. honestly. Uh, sure. <laughs> the Hulu series is pretty close to the comics. Sure. All right, fine. Um, and she learns the story about how they are the children of supervillains who broke away from their supervillain parents. And she's like, I'm a child of a superhero. And she resolves to flee from her home in New York to Los Angeles <laughs> to join them. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. She goes cross country. So, well... She resolves to. Oh, okay. So she doesn't actually get cross country. So if Runaways fans are like screaming into their devices and you're like, Ashley Cassie Lang never joined the Runaways. Girl, I know. You're right. It's because then. Because she doesn't like dinosaurs. She like changes the channel and on another screen. Wow. This is a, this is a, a, she, a, an, a an opportune moment for Cassie Lang to be this, watching if television. If this had literally been 2016 instead of 2006, it would have been her iPhone. Okay. Yeah, or her flipping through TikTok. Or, yeah. hundred yeah. percent. This is very convenient that she's flipping channels <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and both of these things are um, happening. <laughs> she sees the original Young Avengers when oh. they have that initial big confrontation in Central Park in well, their OG uniforms. Name the OG Young Avengers, please. Iron Lad. Gotcha. Uh, Eli Patriot. Yep. Wiccan. 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 Yeah. Uh, and Hulkling are the OG Young yes, Avengers. the original, the original uh, boy toys of the Young Avengers. I have... Oh, can I have an action figure spotlight? Oh, hold on a second. Maybe Thank you so much. Action figure spotlight. Is this, is this your first one? It can be. No. Okay. Uh, last time I took too long to do the voice part because I thought you were going to do it and you laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my action figure spotlight. <laughs> um... I've highlighted this action figure before, but I actually have the Wiccan action figure in his original costume yeah. uh, that Jason gave to me. That's right. Because it's one of my most beloved action they figures. They made the four of them. The OG OGs. The yeah, OGs yeah. in a set, and they are almost impossible to find. Yeah. Very early in Marvel Legends days, but you can find them separate, and I was able to find Wiccan on eBay. Yeah. And uh, loose. He's got a... Weak knees. Yep. <laughs> really? They all do. Really weak knees. They all do. They all so, do. you know, so, by the way, I just want to mention this too. Since mm-hmm. we are talking about the Young Avengers, yeah, co creator yeah, yeah. of the Young Avengers, Jim Chung, oh, amazing yes. artist, did an art piece for Captain Terrific at Super Best Friend, mm-hmm. my comic book I'm talking about. So, if you go to superbestfriendcomic.com, you can see some pictures of that and it's beautiful. You can. Uh, you can also maybe get it. You can. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe somebody didn't get it. I don't time. know at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, if, hello, future people. Go buy it. Um, it's available at the time of this recording. There you go. <laughs> um, so 
because she sees the Young Avengers on television and they're already in New York City oh, where she's, she is. She's like, oh, I can just go downtown. She basically <laughs> changes her plan and decides to join the Young Avengers instead. Um, Which they, for like long-term branding was the smarter choice. Let me ask you, they, this might be revealed and I and you, this is a very specific answer. It's okay. Um, you're more familiar than New York than I am because you lived there for a while. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Baxter building. Yes. For Freedom's Plaza is somewhere in downtown. Like it's. It's, it's somewhere like in Midtown, like yeah. Times Square, Broadway it's, area. Well, no, actually, it's like kind of closest to like the financial district is where. Oh, they, then it's. Uh, uh, I believe. Uptown. So, but my question to you, and yes. I'm actually going to look this up. It's fine. My question to you is like, what part of New York do you think Cassie and her family lives in? Like what for based on what you know of the character Ooh, I would and what say, you know of New York, where I, do you think they live? I would say she lives on uh, probably like the uh, the Upper East Side or the Upper West Side. Like I think she looks off Central Park, but I don't think they don't live in like a bougie area or anything. Oh, like interesting. That. So, so kind of a on, 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 kind of a nicey place. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I'm just very curious. Where do you think uh, Scott Scott Lang lived? Um, because he's working on an engineer. Or Yonkers, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Scott lives in a nice apartment. You know, I think Scott lives in the kind of place that like um Clint Barton would live in. The Baxter Building is located at Forty Second Street and Madison Avenue. They they give it. Oh an exact wow, okay, yeah. yeah. So actually closer to Midtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So cool, I was cool. wrong. You're right. Hey, I'll take it. You truly do new York, new, you, yeah. you truly new, new, no <laughs> new, new York. Well, thank you so much. Yes. Um, it's okay. We got there in the end. It does. Yeah. It's comics. It truly By the way, if, any, if anybody wants to throw out a sound effect for a New York corner, like a bunch of traffic and maybe a like, Hey, I'm walking here. I'll gladly play that. New York corner. Okay. New York corner. We'll okay. ask Ashley about her past of New York. Sure. I'd yeah. tell you about my mm -hmm. past in New York. Uh, it's, I saw a really giant rat there jump into the uh, river once. It was, oh, it was rat catcher. Truly, I know that. I know the comic book character. Truly magic. Yeah. Uh, Cassie meets up with Kate Bishop, the new Hawkeye, mm -hmm. um, on her like way to join the Young Avengers. So they're like, "Hey, we're girls. That means we're friends." You're wearing a costume. I'm wearing a costume. Wow. I will say I'm being flip about this, but I really, really do appreciate Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung uh, making the choice to not have the two female characters hate each other. I think it is much stronger to have them be really close friends. I hope that's something that the TV show does. I know the Kate Bishop, Yelena Belova relationship might supersede that, but I really like Cassie's friendship with Kate and Cassie's a couple years younger than Kate. And I like it when Kate can kind of be a mentor to her. So it's, I would love to see it. In the it's movies. interesting based on the current MCU-ness that it really does feel like Cassie is going to be the youngest member of this team. Yeah. Well, Cassie or Patriot are going to be the youngest member of this team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. um, Kate Bishop seems college age. Well, yeah, I mean, that what? actress is like 20... Oh, 30, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we're wrong. But yeah, like yeah. she, I think I, I think uh, Haley Steinberg is one of the older mm -hmm. actors yes. um, yeah, yeah. in her, in her mid-20s. <laughs> yes, of the new crop. Um, so they meet up. She's got her bestie Kate and they head to Avengers Mansion together to present themselves to the Young Avengers for the first time. Uh, we do have Geek History Lesson episodes on the Runaways, Kate Bishop, and Young Avengers. You can go and check them all out. Fun fact, Young Avengers was episode 400 Woo! and this is episode 450. Bing, 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 so bing, So just bing. nice bit of symmetry there. It is a nice bit of symmetry. Yeah, Worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Young Avengers tell Cassie that uh, to screw off and go home. <laughs> she can't join them. Okay. Because <laughs> boys are mean. Uh, they are. <laughs> and, uh, they also tell her that she can't have Scott Lang's Ant-Man suit. Wait, 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 wait. 
How did they have Scott Lang's Ant-Man? So they meet up in front of Avengers Mansion and she's like, I want to jo- join your team yep. and I want my dad's Ant-Man suit because it's inside I, don't, the I don't have super. Yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, go away. Girls are gross. <laughs> and no, go, you go away. <laughs> girls are gross. <laughs> Little does one of them know they're going to smooch later. Yep. Uh, but eventually, uh, in reaction to this, she gets so angry that she grows to a giant size mm-hmm. and discovers for the first time how much her exposure to PIM particles has affected her. Boy, shocker. You've been I know. Dr- I you've, know you must be like, uh, wow, my head is exploding. I'm that little mo. I would have never guessed. You've been drinking this concoction for years, Cassie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Uh, but so she's like, see, I have superpowers. So suddenly she's, you know, has worth. But she's completely naked. Uh, no, she's definitely not. <laughs> how is she not naked? She doesn't have an Ant-Man suit. Because she's a 14-year-old girl. That's yeah, how she's but not like, naked. Is her costume unstable molecules? That doesn't make any sense You to know, me. I'm not going to worry about that right now. Okay. Thankfully, uh, Jim drew clothes on her. All right, all right. Good um, job, Jim Chung. Yeah, luckily for her, <laughs> though, she can also shrink so she doesn't stay big forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but once she proves that she has powers, and again, thus her worth to an entirely male lineup of Young Avengers up to this point, Iron Lad is like, you know what? You can stay. I'm Kang. I spoiler for the last episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and the story continues from this point. They Cassie kind of softens a little bit. Um, and this hey, Iron Lad agreeing to let her on the team actually begins to foster a friendship between Cassie and Iron Lad, which is really, really sweet. And like I mentioned, this is kind of a trope. She's going to fall in love with someone she can't be with who usually gets written out of this series. So if you know anything about Young Avengers. And it's also creepy enough that it, 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 this guy kind of reminds her of her uncle Tony. Yeah. <laughs> that we just learned about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can kind of predict who it's going to be. Uh, Cassie is a key part of the newfound team's first adventure where they defeat the villain Kang the Conqueror, mm-hmm. uh, which directly leads to Iron Lad having to return to his own timeline and end his burgeoning romance with Cassie. Um, Iron Lad leaving is really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, also, because he's a great character and a great addition to the team, he's a really good leader. Um, but it does lead to an interesting shift in dynamics where they kind of have to decide like who is going to lead the team now. It allows Eli to step up in a really interesting way. But the grown-up Avengers who had disbanded, as Jason mentioned, uh, re- kind of rebanded by this point. And they now don't, they call themselves the New Avengers. Shock. They're good at branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't like that these young Avengers have been like running about and defeating Kang because that's the grown-up Avengers That's jobs. right. So Cassie and her teammates are confronted by Steve and Uncle Tony and who, <laughs> who are basically like- Captain America. Yes, who are like, quit it. Uh, and Cassie and Kate are the first two to be like, absolutely not. We're going to stick together because like who runs the world girls? Um, they're the two most vocal. And then Steve Rogers, a member of the greatest generation born in 1929 is like, I will spank you <laughs> in, on national television. Then he, no, then, then he sings the Beyonce song with yeah. them and they all dance together. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Uh, this is also the first time where Cassie's like, you know what? I needed like a superhero name uh-huh. instead of, uh, just being Cassie Lang publicly. And they really go out of their way in Young Avengers to try and make her powers different than Scott. So like where Scott typically shrinks, Cassie's always growing large, Mm -hmm. which I appreciate. They're trying to make the distinction. I don't know if it's entirely necessary. And they eventually settle on the name Stature. Mm -hmm. And she gets a proper costume that is based off of her father's, the red Mm Ant-Man. I think it's the best Ant-Man suit um, is Scott Lang's Ant-Man suit. Yeah, sure. Um, and so Stature's basically the same costume with a different helmet. I really 
dislike that code name. Stature? Yes. I mean, I don't know if it's the most creative, but what would, I mean, ant girl. I mean, I mean you're not, I, I'm not going to come up with a better solution I know. off the top I, I, of my I'm head. I'm just saying, I, I appreciate that we didn't go ant girl or giant girl. Those are names that she like tests out and she's like, absolutely not. I, I appreciate that they really tried to give her her own identity. Is it the catchiest name for a superhero? No. I appreciate that it's not a blank girl, blank man yeah, or yeah. blank woman. I appreciate that. I just don't. Cause like, isn't there also a character on the young Avengers called just speed? Yes, that's uh, that's uh, 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 Tommy Billy's yeah, twin brother. Yeah, there's yeah. a point. Like, look, this was in the mid 2000s. Mid aughts. Yeah. In the mid aughts, we were very much in this idea of like <sighs> these superhero names are goofy. These, Superman. These costumes are goofy. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I mean, the X Men were wearing black. They were wearing leather black suits. Wear, yeah. Even in the comics, they were. Mm -hmm. And we were also like, we got this whole like generation of superheroes where like. I don't know. To me, I'm always like, look, superheroes are goofy at their core. Let them be goofy. Let them be goofy. They're called funny books. Yes. Like, so it was like, to me, like, yeah, I, you know what? Who cares if she's called giant girl or mm -hmm. who cares? But like, to me that it feels like it's my only knock on young Avengers because I do love that run. My only knock on young Avengers is I think some of the code names are pretty lame. I, I mean, I'll agree with that. Like, mm -hmm. I don't like Billy being called Wiccan. Yes. Um, but that's also because like I, uh, well, weirdly, that's I a think, religious like overtone. Well, weirdly, I think Patreon or Patriot. Patreon. Patriot, <laughs> yeah. Patriot really works. Yes. I, I think for, so. Uh, um, him, but um, Hulkling's a little. Cause yeah, he's not a Hulk either. He's, he's just green. Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, Alan Heimberg, but like you wrote Wonder Woman. I think you're doing fine. So yeah, oh, she's, he is doing she's fine. stature. Um, yeah. Her new, her code name right now is Stinger. Oh, uh, which I actually funny. really like. Oh, and I'll tell you about how she gets that code name in a little, in a little bit. sort of related to Waspian. I guess bit. they were just trying to not call her Ant Girl. I don't mind Stinger, actually. I don't either. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and her right. new costume, which is kind of based on the purple movie costume, is actually like really cute. Oh, cool. So there you go. Uh, Cassie, she's got a mother named Peggy and a stepfather who's a cop. Remember them? I do. They're like pretty sure that she's stature, but they're like not 100% sure. Well, she doesn't she's wear a mask stature. most of the time, which is weird. No, like hardly ever. Yeah. And also she grows to be giant. So like yeah. she's not hard to spot. It would, be, it would be pretty easy to recognize her, I think. So they're like, I'm 99.9% sure that she's stature and I don't think she's up to the task. That's what these parents say. That's what her parents think. Uh, and they're not wrong because Cassie being, you know, a young, volatile person struggles to control her powers from time to time. Oh, okay. Um, and when she overhears them discussing her and her potentially being stature, she kind of has a panic and like grows really big and has to like talk herself down and shrink down small again um jessica jones who's a member of the avengers lineup at the time sort of uh eventually goes behind cassie's back and confirms to her mother that cassie is stature mm -hmm. she's the detective course marvel knights <laughs> character related Excuse to daredevil yes uh peggy has to keep the secret from her husband because he's a cop and he hates superheroes because that's the comic book trope mm -hmm. and peggy worries that cassie's heart defect will become more complicated from growing and shrinking a stature because the size of her heart and how hard it has to work is going to grow and shrink. And we like tug on that string again I'm, after uh, everyone pretty much forgot that it existed. Yeah. I'm starting to remember. Yeah. I think a storyline that's going to happen here. So then 
Civil War happened. I don't know. Um, Jason, really quick, what's Civil War? Okay, well, you see, uh, Abraham Lincoln was very concerned about the number of slave states in the United States. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it was basically a fight over the cotton gin. Mm -hmm. So there were a bunch of states that were very concerned about that they wanted to have slave. They were in the the South, and the North had a bunch of free states. And then eventually, uh, Robert E. Lee said, I'm a general, and they started fighting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. That's Civil War. How does Cassie relate to that? Uh, Well, she once appeared in the third episode of the amazing Ken Burns PBS documentary, The Civil War, which is specifically about the Battle of Antietam. Mm. Yes. Can you tell us what Civil War actually is? (laughs) The comic book Civil War? Of course. Uh, Basically, and this is very apropos of the storyline that you were just talking about. um, There is an incident with a bunch of young superheroes. Mm -hmm. So the United States government says... All superheroes must be registered like drivers. Yeah. And all superheroes, you got to report to police stations, reveal your secret identity, and you are now going to be a licensed member of S.H.I.E.L.D. And we get to basically tell you what to do. We get, we get to regulate you. Uh, about half the superheroes said yes. The other half said no. The ones that said yes joined with Iron Man. The ones that said no went with Captain America. And I'm going to assume most of the Young Avengers are going to lean on the Captain America side. So Cassie and the Young Avengers side with Captain America yep. yeah, yeah. against the Superhero Registration Act. Uh, they don't do a lot. Um, they largely help out with rescue missions. I know there's a, yeah, there's a specifically like a Young Avengers Civil War series. Yeah, it's Young Avengers slash Runaways, actually. Because yes, it's um, not written by Alan Heinberg. No, right now. it's yeah. not very good. Yes. Uh, they're, yeah. like I said, a relatively minor part of the events overall. I I like both of these teams. I liked seeing them together. I also think for Cassie's story, it's interesting because she initially wanted to join the Runaways that she does wind up teaming up with them. What do you think would have happened if Cassie had joined the Runaways? Oh, interesting. To like her as a character, because a lot of the Runaways, with the exception of Nico Minori, have are kind brand of, new characters. Or Nico Minori, I apologize, have kind of been swept under the rug, and none of them are legacy characters. Yes, they're all original. Yes. Um, you know, I think she would have ended up eventually where she was anyway, because mm-hmm. the brilliant thing that Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung did when they invented the Young Avengers was... They basically made analogs for all the Avengers. They is, aped the OG Avengers, which is yeah. smart, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. very smart. And I think even if she would have ran to the Runaways, mm-hmm. I think she would have ended up in the Young Avengers no matter what. I think you're probably right. Yeah, I don't think she would have disappeared. I don't think so either. Yeah, um, but it's sad that the Runaways have basically been swept under the rug. I know because a lot of them could work they're, as they're Young Avengers, cool. yeah, or like on the Champions or wherever, or on some Young Evil team. They should Carolina. Bat. Actually, you know what? I know this would be like the violation. Young Thunderbolts. Yeah, they should be like Young Younger Bull, Younger Bolts. They should be um, Baby Lightnings, Baby Bolts. Uh, they should be the Baby Villain team. Cute. I would love that. But, oh, well, Alex kind of goes villain. I know that kind of breaks the story of the runaways yeah, but yeah, like yeah. that's what and then they should have been the young avengers like key, nemesis uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that would have been cool yeah um so during civil war cassie switches sides mm-hmm. she's the first one to break um, of, uncle of tony. the young crop she went back to uncle tony she did um you got she, any pin particles i can drink uncle tony <laughs> well she already got a power and he's so. like i got all kinds of nuclear radiation kid she uh she goes public with her identity and registers because she only wants to fight supervillains, not cops or heroes well that's fair her stepdad's a cop that's i will leave it to you if you think cops are heroes or not jason we are going to talk about the initiative now, and I know that you love the initiative. Well, I love the idea of it, but not what happened. Right. It. So really quick, what is the initiative? The initiative was this great idea mm-hmm. introduced in the Marvel Universe by Mark Miller that was 
basically ignored immediately after it. But there is a really great series called Avengers of the Initiative. The idea that each state in the United States should have its own superhero team. Yes. And I always think that they should reboot this idea. I agree. I agree. So Cassie joins up with other heroes that you may not recognize, such as Dusk, Tigra, Silverclaw, and Aranya, to join the initiative as a trainee. Uh, they all sadly soon fall into the clutches of the puppet master. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, you know why that's important? What? You know why that's important? The puppet master? No. The puppet master is the father of Alicia Masters, wife of Ben Grimm, member of the oh, Fantastic Four. I didn't know yeah. that. And, I didn't know that. And, and, and I'm going to say this right now. Um, you know, I'm going to say this right I never considered this. Cassie Lang, I kind of think, is a um, honorary member of the Fantastic Four. She's connected to that yeah, family. She is. She's technically a Fantastic Four character, sort she should, of. She should be in the future Foundation. She should be. Uh, he is called the Puppet Master because he can take control of your body. He takes yep. control of these young mm -hmm. people's bodies, and he makes them fight their fellow initiative team members. Mm -hmm. During this time, Cassie also has the immense displeasure of meeting Eric O'Grady, the third and worst Ant-Man, which is quite saying something the, when Hank Pym is around. The irredeemable Ant-Man, which we've also talked about on this show. Yes, we have. Yeah. Uh, who basically talks smack about her dad mm -hmm. right to her face. Uh, Cassie grows to a giant size. She beats up Eric O'Grady until Taskmaster shows up and breaks up the fight. Uh, and then she leaves the initiative not long after during the events of Dark Rain. Uh, Jason loves Dark Rain. It's fine. <laughs> this was also the era of Marvel where literally every six months they were putting a new banner on top of their books and be like, it's now this. Yeah. Buy the new issue number one. Yeah. What's, Hooray. What's really important in terms of Cassie Lang during the Dark Rain era yeah. um, is that she returns to the ranks of the Young Avengers. Yes. Um, which is, again, my favorite team to ever feature, Cassie. So, uh, Wiccan, who was kind of the team leader at the time, Billy, you know him, uh, he had summoned Cassie as well as young Vision. So, Vision died, and they put him in a body of a younger person and stuck him on the Young Avengers, okay? Well, he his, his essence, his AI essence, yeah. was technically in the armor of Iron Lad. I'm trying to simplify yeah. oh, it, but yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that, yeah. So that's why he looks like a teenager, because he's, yes. he's in Iron Lad's armor. Old body, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and and I'm, you might be shocked to learn he's dating Cassie at the time. Because she's like, you look like that guy I liked. That's kind of creepy. Good enough. It's all creepy. Uh, so Wiccan summons Cassie and Young Vision mm -hmm. uh, to Avengers Mansion. Uh-huh. And when they arrive, they discover that their teammates have all been turned into stone. Uh oh, it's like Medusa was there or something. By the gray gargoyle? By the Scarlet Witch. Oh, okay. I see, man. Uh, so she appears. She collects all of the little children's in her arms and she transports them away to become part of the mighty Avengers. They kind of just rebrand. Okay. Um, well, during this point, if I remember right, this is the mighty Avengers are the team that are under the government control. Yes. And the new Avengers are the people that have said, screw the registration act. Yes. So yeah. Scarlet, Witch basically picks up her kids and all of their friends and mm -hmm. is like, you're on our team now. Get in the van. Basically. Uh, so joining this Avengers team is really difficult for Cassie because she deeply distrusts Wanda after she killed her father. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't want to listen to her. She certainly doesn't want to follow her while she's a part of this team. Uh, the rest of the Mighty Avengers really ought to have trusted Cassie and her instincts due to her like never ending distrust because Cassie is the first one to realize that the Scarlet Witch 
is it actually the Scarlet Witch? Jason, do you know who is masquerading as the Scarlet Witch at this time? Actually, I don't know. Who is it? Oh, it's Loki. Who else would it possibly be? You said that like it would be so obvious, and I don't think it really is. <laughs> so, again, if I can put my tinfoil conspiracy hat on. Can I hear the tinfoil? Uh, can I hear it again? Okay, thank you. I think there's a chance that we will see this in the MCU. I think there's a chance oh. that an evil Loki variant is going to be how Marvel Studios hand waves away evil Scarlet Witch. Mm. And then we restore good Scarlet Witch and she never murdered anyone. I mean, I think we're definitely getting Scarlet Witch back somehow. A hundred percent. Interesting. All right. Um, but so that's like my tinfoil hat. Okay, conspiracy. cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Also during this time, Cassie gets a chance to fight Eric O'Grady again and beat him up. Uh, for a second time, which is which is deeply, deeply satisfying. Mm -hmm. um, so they run around as the Mighty Avengers for a little bit. And then Cassie returns to New York and decides, you know what? I want a nice, normal life. I want things to be easy. I'm going to kind of stay as a reserve member of another, another Avengers team, but I'm going to get a job. So what kind of job do you get when you're a teenage girl who has no real marketable skills? You go to H&M. You become a babysitter. Oh, okay, fair. And she becomes a babysitter to a very famous baby. And Jason, I want you to guess who the famous baby is. Can I have some sort of clue? Yeah, but we're going to do it uh Oh, right after this. Guessing babies. We are back on Geek History Lesson. No, no, we're back on the Guessing Babies podcast. We're doing podcast. Babies Corner, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's favorite babies. We're guessing Babies. So Jason... Okay. This baby belongs to two members of the Avengers. Oh, I have a guess. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it Luke Cage and Jessica Jones? It baby? is. Yeah. Do you know the baby's name? Danielle. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know you would remember it or not. Yeah. So because she's named for Danny Rand. That's right. The Iron Fist. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so working as Danielle's babysitter is something that Cassie really likes at first. She discovers she's really good at it. She's really reliable. She likes little babies. Is this that? Is this when they're? And you might, if you don't know, is this when they're living at the Sanctum Sanctorum? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it eventually begins to conflict with Cassie's other full time career of being a superhero because yeah. the Young Avengers. Like I said, uh, join the Mighty Avengers, and now they're a part of the New Avengers because we all retail. We were like done with registration acts. Everyone's a New Avenger now. Rebranding, new it. creative team, etc., etc. Et so suddenly, her good buddy Wiccan started to lose control over his powers, which no. like never happens to a magic user ever. Just like his mom. Just like his mom, and the rest of the superhero community kind of started to get worried that he was gonna go full Scarlet Witch on the Marvel Comics universe. And like, I don't know, kill all the mutants or something. Cassie's answer was to drink some more pit and particles. Exactly. Rub it all over her body. Uh, but as one of Billy's closest friend, Cassie comes up with their uh, with a suggestion that becomes their new plan. She's like, what if we tried to find his mom? We haven't seen her in an entire storyline. Mm -hmm. uh, she did have an ulterior motive, of course. And she hoped that if Wanda was able to reverse the damage that was causing Billy's powers to go on the fritz, that it might also restore her dad to life. So it's not a completely altruistic Suggestion. Also, how that logic works, don't ask me. Together, they reassemble all of the remaining members of the Young Avengers. They go to Latveria. They're reunited with Iron Lad, which is pretty cool. It's all very complicated for Cassie because remember, she had feelings for him when he was one of her original teammates. She dated Young Vision, who was in his body. Like, she is suffering from what we suffered from in the last episode where there are just too many Kangs for her to know what to do with herself. Also, um, just remember, yeah, he is a Kang variant with an ability to travel through time. 
So that is how Iron Lad is showing up in the storyline. Using this power, Iron Lad is able to take the Young Avengers plus the real Scarlet Witch, not the Loki Scarlet Witch this time. And the Loki Scarlet Witch was the one that she worked with earlier. That's right. Got it. Okay. Back to the events of Avengers Disassemble. Oh, fun. Yes, when her father had originally been murdered by Scarlet Witch and Jack of Hearts. And so does she do the classic Doctor Who thing where she like grabs him right before he dies? One hundred But we all think he's dead. A hundred. Yep, and yep. then and then so that timeline is preserved because yep. everyone she's she grabs because that's dad. a fixed point in time. Oh yeah, she yeah. brings him back to the present timeline. She saves him. She shows her, her him her shiny new powers and her shiny new Ant Man. And she's like, suit. Dad, look, I work at H H&M. and M, yeah. and he's like impressive. Yeah, he's like, look, I've never held a real job, so I'm a criminal. <laughs> uh, and basically, what she's been up to since his the indeterminate amount of time in Marvel comic book history since his death. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Which is the, probably like six months. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's like two or three years in publication history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah but maybe, six months. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe six months. Uh, and of course, at the moment of their reunion, Doctor Doom attacks um, and seemingly kills Scott in front of Cassie all over again. Bah, Doctor Doom is here. Doctor Doom has appeared. How I, could you kill someone's dad right seconds after they just saved their dad? Listen, peasant. <laughs> Every storyline I appear in. I try to kill Reed Richards. Mm -hmm. He is a father. Yes. I tried to kill him several times. Mm -hmm. I tried to kill my father. Did you? Yes. Okay. Well, actually, not really, but sort of. <laughs> okay. My mother's in hell. Do you know this? No. She is. Cool. One time, Dr. Strange and I went to hell to fight the devil to, re to rescue my mother. The devil or Mephisto? Uh, both. <laughs> probably and the MCU will probably never adapt it but I have no problem killing Scott Lang okay yes cool story I don't know why you uh, have a problem with me killing someone's father I don't have a problem with it literally anybody I kill could be someone's father mm -hmm. Galactus could be someone's father mm-hmm I'm Dr. Doom okay bye bye <laughs> No, bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. Bye. I will kill your father. Jokes on you. He's already dead. Didn't think that one through. The most important thing for you to know about this is that also, like, Doctor Doom seemingly kills Scott in front of Cassie. Oh, what now? Come on. Well, I mean, he's like an amazing shrinking man, so he just shrinks down really small. And he doesn't actually die. Ashley, we're getting a phone call. I can tell. Ashley, we're getting a phone call. I guess call. I'll have to answer it. Answer it after this next ring. Okay. Hello? This is Dr. Drew. Yeah. Bah. You're not good at killing dads. Yeah. I, look, I'm... I have notes. Level with me here. How did I miss this one? <laughs> Scott's shrunk down really small. It doesn't make sense. I didn't write it, girl. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. Dr. Doom out. Okay. Bye. 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 It's like, hey, you just hang on. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> um, can, can you, can, I, Dr. Doom sounds different than the last time he was on this podcast. Does he? Yeah. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no notes. All right. No notes for me. <laughs> so, so, so we have another second fake Scott Langda. Okay. But she doesn't know it's fake yet. <laughs> right. So he just shrinks down really small. We later learn he didn't actually die. Mm -hmm. Cassie understandably very upset. Of course, she just got him out. Freaks out, attacks Dr. Doom, and he kills Cassie for real. <laughs> so he fails to kill Scott. Cassie like lunges at him. 
and he kills Cassie instead. All right. Uh, in Cassie's honor, a statue is erected of her in front of Avengers Mansion, as mm-hmm. happens with several of their fallen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Until it's destroyed by the Masters of Evil. Yeah. Uh, Jason, is it my bias as the daughter of a dead father, or is this like a really cruel thing to do to Cassie? Like, make her think her dad is dead and then murder her immediately. Look, I like Young Avengers quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I have never enjoyed the ending of the Children's Crusade. Yeah. Um, it is very weird mm-hmm. and it almost reads of editorial interference. Oh, it definitely reads they, of you have to take this character off the board. That they wanted Scott Lang back. Yeah. But we had to do this. We had to take the, our other Ant-Man off the board. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or other ant woman, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've never, it's so funny. Like as you were talking about, mm-hmm. I suddenly remember it. I was like, I think she dies somewhere in yeah. here. Young Avengers is so good. And then as I think you can tell from the way I've summarized this in Jason's reaction, it gets real muddled and real messy toward the end. It never beats the original arc. Never. With never. Uh, young Kang. Iron yeah, Man yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's almost uh, when we say like it's almost a frigging moment. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that is a reference to the storyline where Kyle Rayner and he comes home and he opens up the refrigerator and he finds his Alex's. girl Alex in there. Yeah. And it is always that has been at the term that was created by writer Gail Simone yeah. about the improper treatment and sometimes the cruel treatment of female characters. And I'm going to be honest with you. If they hadn't just brought Scott back from the dead. Yeah. And that was not a part of the story. Yeah. 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 And then Cassie just died. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'd be having this conversation. I think you're hundred percent correct. Yes. You know, but it's because, because to me, I would say, well, well then why can't you just do that for Cassie? Yeah. Why can't you just literally the, if the ending of the storyline was we ended, we were like, Oh, Cassie's dead. Dr. Doom thinks Cassie's dead. And then the little epilogue was the characters being like, well, let's just go back and grab her. Let's just go grab or, her right now. Or if Scott shrunk down like that, why didn't he also shrink Cassie? Like we could have cut to them down hiding in the grass, being like, "Whoo, that was close, Dad." Yeah. Or or she or she's like, "Oh, thank God you taught me the stretch." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's even if they decided that she had to go into hiding. Yeah, it comes off. Also, I think it's cruel. It is, and it it doesn't really. It's a weird ending. It's an uncomfortable ending for the story. Yes. Yeah. It should be celebratory. Yes. They they end it losing. Yeah. Um, which particularly for like a story about young people. No, it's you don't really want it. It screams to me that the editors told them that they had to kill this character. I, I agree with yeah. you. Sometimes you can really tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a quick follow up question. Did you think Cassie would stay dead? Uh, she's dead for like 10 plus years, but no. Yeah. But I are we going to talk about how she comes back? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Like literally right after this. I don't this. honestly remember how she comes back. So she comes back during the event that now people refer to as Access. It was Avengers Axis. It was Avengers versus X-Men is what kicks this off. Oh, yeah. That's the event where um, Red Skull becomes the Red Onslaught. Yes. He grabs the brain of Charles Xavier and he sends out a giant, massive, mind-altering wave and it makes all the heroes villains and the villains heroes it's not bad there are there There's are good some parts of it. truly brilliant moments of it's it it's a good idea it went on for way too went long went on for way too long it is an excellent title that i think the mc would be stupid not to use yeah um in some way shape or form yeah. i do think overall it's a bit of a mess i agree um like most events are like most modern events like most are. universe crossing yes. events are yeah 100 yeah. percent. so during the events of access aka avengers versus x-men when wait wait wait, wait. no 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 those are two different events here 
Um, is it Avengers versus X-Men or is it Axis? So the whole thing is now referred to as Axis. Yes, but, but it was called Axis at the time. But it happens in the pages of Avengers vs. X-Men. Okay, because, okay, so what I was describing earlier. Yes. Axis. Yes. Is not Avengers versus X-Men. So. That's a completely different event. In my research. Okay. Beginning with Avengers versus X-Men through the event that was actually called Axis. Which is like several years down the I line. I know. Okay. The whole thing is now referred to as Axis, apparently, by comic book historians and Marvel Comics. What? They're not even close. They're like five years apart, too. Well. Then they have nothing to do with each other. Well. Okay. All right. I don't know if it's seated here. I only read like okay, half of I Avengers described, versus X-Men. I described Axis, which has nothing to do with Avengers versus X-Men. So, okay, so we're, we're at Avengers vs. X-Men? We're in Avengers vs. X-Men. Okay, my apologies. So ignore everything I said about Red Onslaught. Um, this is the Avengers show up, and there's a Phoenix uh, coming, mm -hmm. and the Avengers just want to punch the X-Men for no reason. Yeah, so Doctor Doom's personality um, is transformed into a more heroic version of him, and he wants redemption for some of his more villainous acts, and so he elects to use his magical powers to resurrect Cassie, and that's how we get Cassie back. Oh, so that is Axis. Yes. That is not Avengers versus But I, no. <laughs> I, I wanted to state that okay. like the Axis event now technically encompasses everything from Avengers versus X-Men through Axis. I, I'm going to say whatever website put that down is, is, is uh, well, completely we, wrong. We can thank Marvel.com for that. Marvel.com, <laughs> that is way there's, there's like other events in between that giant period. Wow, that's weird. But it also goes to show you that just Marvel, especially since like 2010, has been almost nothing but events. I was, so I was going to. And they're and so, uh, and, we're, and we're, see, look. Just, again, I haven't read most of these, so I'm assuming it's because yeah. what pays off with Red Onslaught is seated in Avengers well, versus X-Men, which is why the Umbrella Axis is now, now refers to the whole conflict. Yeah, well, Doctor Doom is turned good in in Axis, and that happened, and they, and they talk a lot about that in, I believe it's, it's not irredeemable Iron Man. It's something Iron Man. And it's a really great series. But I didn't know he resurrects Cassie in that. That's great. He does. He literally like hand waves her but, back to life. It's actually really lazy again, from a can, writing standpoint. And you can see like, and again, I'm certain there are lots of like, uh, you know, armchair critics right now texting and going mad that we can't remember all these events. But like, yeah, there are so many in the different Marvel now. There's like, also a plus. So there's Avengers plus X-Men. Like the branding on it it's is ridiculous. not good. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> So when she's brought back to life in true comic book fashion, Cassie is immediately reunited with her father, Scott Lang. Uh -huh. uh, it's actually a really lovely moment, even if the rest of the event is a mess. Mm. Um, almost immediately thereafter, Cassie's mother whisks her away to Miami, where she is able to go back to middle school because Cassie Lang is 14. What? Yep. What? Yeah. 14? Cassie Lang is 14 and has never been older than 14 in the comic books. This is this is getting this got weird. This <laughs> has got really weird. I, I think she's older in the MCU, but like also like just think about that think sometimes of, when you about, think about the way she's drawn. Yeah, think about yeah. a fourteen year old running around and all this stuff. Yeah, and her mom's like, "Go back to middle school." Yeah. Well, her mom is trying to like. She's like, "You just came back to life. You should have like a normal life. You shouldn't be a superhero in New York. Let's go to Miami." I mean, at this point, I would just be like, "Get in the workforce." <laughs> you know, like, come on, you have enough skills now. I mean, it's you not like Doctor Doom. Not like being an Avenger pays. You fought Doctor Doom. You got some. You know, go get a job at the Fantastic Four. So she's in Miami. She's going to middle school. What should happen? But she is kidnapped by a villain named Augustine Cross, who wants to literally take her heart out of her chest and transplant it into the body of his terminally ill son. What? Because he believes that the pin particles stored in there will restore his son to life. But her heart is already damaged. 
But it's full of BIM particles. So he wants a damp. Oh, my Lord. So. So we, okay, I'm going to, Ashley, I know you, we have like more of this lesson here. I'm going to ask you a, a very simple question here. Yeah. Um, do you feel like Cassie Lang has, and what to do with this character has been just kind of given the mighty, almighty shrug from Marvel editorial ever since Young Avengers ended? Yeah, I mean, Cassie right now, in my opinion, is where Tim Drake was like five years ago. I was going to make yeah, this comparison, 100%. but I want to, but I, where they, like they, they want to keep her around. They've shoved her they, in the movie. So now she has to be in the comic yeah, books and they absolutely, but they don't do know not, what to, they don't know what to do with her. It's the same thing that happened to Kate Bishop. Yeah. Where they were like, oh, we really liked her in that Fractionaja run, but like, what are we going to do with her now? Well, because this storyline you just mentioned to me about the heart thing, yeah. where it's like, this screams to me as whoever the editor was on this didn't realize that like her having a congenitive heart defect is part of her origin. Yeah. Like, what? They were more focused on the pin particles of it all, I think. Okay. This is okay. Continue. So because she's been kidnapped, of course, Scott, her dad has been searching for her, uh-huh. um, but he didn't get to her in time. He was not able to stop the heart transplant. Oh, but luckily, God. are you serious? She here? gets a whole new heart. So she doesn't die. And to ensure that the transplant goes well, Scott shrinks down to microscopic size to live inside his daughter's body while she recovers. What's he going to what's going to do in there? He's not a surgeon. Um, make sure that the transplant, her body doesn't reject the heart. Okay. So right. Cassie does survive. Okay. Uh, but she has amnesia but and has no memory of her kidnapping and the, the traumatic heart transplant. What? So Scott <laughs> takes this as his cue to leave Miami and to keep his daughter safe in her ignorance because they don't quite know how far the amnesia extends. Okay. So without her powers, because her all of her power is apparently restored in her heart and the pin particles in her heart. Oh, so she they're saying she's powerless now. She has no powers. She has no powers anymore. Okay. This is kind of problematic. This now. is where the stinger identity comes from. Because she has <sighs> yeah. We oh my god. We took this really great character. Yeah. We fake killed them. Then we gave them amnesia. Well, we really forced, killed her, brought her back to life. Forced heart surgery on them. Yeah. And then took completely gutted them metaphorically yeah. and, and, and physically. physically. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because she's a she's a female character. What else are you gonna do to her? Wow. This is we've we have talked about some interesting yeah. things that have happened to female characters on this show. Yeah. This is and especially since she's 14. Yeah. This is pretty. She's a middle school student. Oh. She's a child. I don't know who greenlit the storyline, but wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'll let you get Because we're going to talk about. We're, very, we're quite close to the end. Um, and, I, and I don't mean actually you're doing a, a fantastic job. I'm I, my my anger is more at Marvel editorial than than than. Any no, of Cassie literally like once she's knocked off in Children's Crusade, it's like it's not good from that. Point I mean, forward. the only hope that I can have is that the future movie that is out in theaters now at the time you're listening yeah, yeah. to this like gets Marvel comics to actually do something great with her. Yeah. So, wow. So without her powers, um, Cassie struggles physically and emotionally, and she resents her father for what she views as this abandonment of her. Cause he's in New York. She doesn't remember anything about this guy. Um, she struggles with the person who she wants to be in lieu of having superpowers. She does eventually reunite with Kate Bishop, her best friend who sought her out after learning about her resurrection. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, Cassie then undergoes some shady business to try and get her powers back. What do you mean by illegal? She uh, works as an assassin for a villain called Power Broker. 
really original name there. Um, and she takes on the code name Stinger to she, do so. She's 14. Yeah, but like it's comics, you know? What? Okay. So Scott tries to stop her work as Stinger. Uh, winds up arrested for kidnapping her because he doesn't have primary custody of her. Um, but she testifies in his favor in court and along with her mother, Peggy, uh, saves Scott from being found guilty and put into prison. All oh, right. Um, and as a reward for her honesty, her mother, Peggy, gives Cassie her blessing to keep her new stinger suit and identity and continue crime fighting. And uh, Cassie. Yeah, that's basically where Cassie is in mainstream Marvel continuity. I want to say also Cassie appears in the MC2 universe, which I think is like an underrated universe. Yes, it is. Does she? That's right. She is does. She, is she Gant Girl or Ant Woman in that? Uh, so she's actually, um, this is where the name Stinger actually comes from. Oh, is that she so Stinger? So oh. in MC2, she is an adult. She's a doctor in her 20s. Oh, I like that. And she uses the alias Stinger and she works with the A-Next team. So she's most- The second Avengers, yeah. Yeah, she mostly is, um, mostly is a doctor and I think that's really neat. I'm going to, Google MT uh, MC2 MC2 Stinger. Oh wow. She has such a cool costume. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? Look at this. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to picture Ashley. You should share, you should, uh, share a, a I picture will. of this. I will. Um it's a mix. Uh, it's like a mix of the wasp and the Ant-Man costume. It's really cool. Yeah. And it's purple. Well, that's really cool. All right, that's rally. Well, thank you, MC2, for actually giving Cassie Lang an actual future. Look, I'll say this about MC2. It's hard. It's hard sometimes. We talk a lot about this with female characters and the problematic treatment that they get across almost all media. MC2 is one of the only pockets of the Marvel Universe where they don't do their female characters really dirty. A lot of female characters in the MC2 universe are very, very cool. It's I also one of the, it's also one of the few um, future realities of the Marvel Universe where it's positive and not like super negative. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's just like all the kids are taking over. Yeah. Um. That's wow. Uh, well, I'm glad about that. It's so funny you're saying that because I know in one of our future episodes that we're also going to be talking about in the MC2 in a way you're not going to predict. Oh, I love the MC2. Yeah, yeah, I do too. So we actually, that's so funny. I actually, uh, uh, you know, not the next one you're going to hear, but the next one we're going to record, we're literally going to talk about MC2. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, shall we roll into our recommended reading? Yes. Uh, first off, I just want to say, uh, great job on the episode, but two. Wow, what the, they did Cassie so dirty. They, they always do, unfortunately. Wow. What's what's up here, Marvel? I know I do have this feeling where like Cassie's like a baby who needs to be protected. Yeah, like, I have like very maternal feelings for well, Cassie. At this, like, at, at this point, <laughs> I'd be like, I rather I would have rather you just let her die and never come back. Yeah. Um, because what you've done now so far is not great. Anyways, recommended reading. This is where if you want to learn more about Cassie Lang's golden days, uh, go over to geekishlesson.com slash recommended reading. And Ashley has three picks for books that you should read to um, get you some more Cassie Lang in your life. So Ashley, what's uh, book number one? I actually have four. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, we only do three. It's because two of them we always recommend together. Okay, got it. Uh, so uh, forever recommendation of the pod, uh, Young Avengers Volume 1, Sidekick, and Young Avengers Children's Crusade. Mm -hmm. Check them out. They're very good. I am also going to recommend A Next, which is the title of her MC2 storyline. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not super easy to find. I was going to say print, that was probably out of print. But it's not impossible. Uh, and you can get lots of great digital options to check that yep. out. Again, the MC2, I think, is an underrated universe that should be celebrated. I agree. Um, it's where Spider-Girl comes from. It the, is. Parker, yeah. The best Spider-Girl. Mm -hmm. um, 
Um, and then I'm also going to recommend Ant-Man Volume 1, Second Change Man. This is the 2015 reboot that brought Scott back into prominence right before his movie came out. Uh, if you want to see Cassie being a cool daughter and hanging out and supporting Scott, this is a great place to see that. Cool. Uh, yeah, so that's your recommended reading for today. Awesome. Are we ready for the honor roll? Yeah, let's do the honor roll. That's where if you go over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever they're calling it now, and leave us a five-star review and a geek history lesson, we will read your review live on the air. Yes, or can you tell the international people how we can I mean, if those? you're internationally, we can't see your international reviews, yeah. but if you want to email them at geekhistorylesson at gmail.com, we'll read those too. Okay, so we are joined today by Georgo, Georgos, Georges. I'm so sorry. 88, who says, love it. I am so excited to have you read my review. You would have received 10 stars if it was possible. That's how great the podcast is. Oh, thank you. Now onto the fun part. Please immortalize these words for me to use in the future when I screw up with my wife. Stacy, I'm sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. You are my Wonder Woman. Remember, I can save today. You can save the world. Hi, Stacy. All right, Stacy. Please <laughs> forgive your, your guy. I'm sorry. Your husband, whose name I horribly mangle, is a very nice man, and we support um we support forgiveness and we support love. Also, Stacy. <laughs> yeah. And uh Georges, George, you got a lot of vowels in your name that are throwing me off. I'm so sorry. Uh, thank you so much for your sweet and kind review. Uh, one of the most creative ways I think reviews have been used thus far. I challenge everybody else to be more creative in your future reviews. Uh, Jason, what's going on in the teacher's lounge today? Is that our only uh, honor roll? Just one today. Well, thank you so much. In the honor roll, or excuse me, in the teacher's lounge today, uh, Dr. Doom is sitting in the corner and uh, he's moping. What does he teach? Um, advanced villainry, of course. Wow. Come on. Come on, Ashley. That's a given. Is it? Yeah. See, look at the posters. All right. So thank you so much for leaving us those reviews. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us everywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, all those places. Uh, Ashley, where can they follow the podcast on social media? You can follow us, of course, at geekhistorylesson.com, facebook.com slash geekhistorylesson, on Twitter at GHL Podcast, and on Instagram at geekhistorylesson. And you want to definitely follow the one on over Instagram because we are going to be doing some giveaways very, yeah. very soon. Uh, you can follow Ashley on Instagram at Ashley V. Robinson. You can follow me on Instagram at Jawin, J-A-W-I-I-N, and uh, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Jawin, J-A-W-I-I-N, where if you want bonus episodes of like our Just League podcast, Just League Animated, or Geekish Russ and Extra, which is where we talk more on the podcast, what are we going to talk about at GHL Extra this week? So we are going to talk about Marvel Children. I actually have a list of the five strongest Marvel Children. Well, we know who number one's going to be. Do we? Yes, we do. Okay. And if it's not number one, that list is completely wrong. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, come over, check that out, support the pod, add free episodes, all kinds of things over there. There are lots of fun stuff and a discord over at Patreon and, it, uh, you know, Patreon exclusive discord over at patreon.com slash John. And now it's time for stick around. Yeah, we're making sure you stuck through all the plugs. What are we talking about? Was it inevitable that we were going to see Cassie in the MCU? Yep. Was there any chance we weren't going to see her? Well, the minute they introduced Scott Lang, they were going to give us Cassie. Do you think that's the reason why we went with Scott Lang instead of Hank Pym? 100%. For future possibilities for it was legacy also, characters? It was also a way to make um, Ant-Man different than Tony Stark. Because if you do mm -hmm. Hank Pym mm -hmm. as Ant-Man, he immediately just seems like Tony Stark. 
Reed Richards could also tread into that Reed territory Richards as gonna, well. Which is the reason why mm -hmm. I think when we get the Fantastic Four, it would not surprise me if they already have children. I hope so. I want to see Franklin and Valeria. Because if, if they are like, we are a super powered family, mm -hmm. we seem different. Mm -hmm. um, especially if the kids have powers. Um, they might not do that, but like, I just, it's again, you got to think about different flavors. So like, yeah, the minute they introduced Ant-Man, that's why they made him a criminal. Yeah. And I think that they, when they went down that line of thinking of being like, okay, he's going to be a felon. Mm -hmm. He's going to be an ex-con. What's another way we can make him different? Oh, he is sort of a quote unquote deadbeat dad. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. not, he's a good dad. Yeah. But like. But that's the initial perception of him. So the perception mm -hmm. is that he's a deadbeat dad. And over the course of the movie, he becomes a good. Yeah. So right out the gate, the minute we saw that little girl in Ant-Man 1, mm -hmm. we were always going to get a grown up version. And it just happened to work out that the blip and yeah. the time jump was a really easy way to do perfect it. Perfect way to do it. Yeah. Although I think she seems older now than what she actually would be. Because I mean, I agree, but. And Ant-Man 1, she kind of seems like she's like eight. Mm -hmm. So she's like she would be like 13 or 14. Yeah. And I think the lady playing her is like 24. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Uh, but it'll be interesting to see uh, where they place her and how, you know, because mm -hmm. I think they cast it like they're going to keep this character around for quite a while now. I think that's certainly the intention. Yeah. Yes. So um, I don't know. You agree? I do agree. OK, cool. Yeah. I think everything we have seen from Marvel since phase two, every single decision has been how is this going to serve us 10 in, years down the line, in the next 20 movie. years down the yep. line, 30 years down and the line. And even if we never play it off, yeah. even if we never pay it off, let's just park all these seeds that we can pick up along the way uh -huh. in case we don't have any better ideas. Yeah. 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 And I think some of it will pay off in a really satisfying way. And yep. I think some of it will not. I think some of it we'll never, ever, 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 ever touch on again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there you go. And uh, speaking on touching on again, thank you so much for touching on Geek Hush Lesson with you in your, in your <laughs> ear holes or however you, uh, uh, imbibed this podcast uh thank you so much for listening this has been a great statueristic episode of geekish lesson i am jason i still don't like scott langan i am ashley victoria robinson and professor ashley will you please close out this shrinking or growing podcast class is now dismissed